Have a seat. Merry Christmas. All right, that, that was weak. Let's try to get Merry Christmas. Ah, oh, this side of the room woke up. How many of you read the Christmas story and you automatically have questions? I do. Thank you, Bill. You have questions too. I have questions for Mary. Some of them are, are good questions. Some of them are silly questions. For example, what was Jesus like as a baby? Uh, especially, what were Jesus' diapers like? I have two boys. I know how they got. Uh, did Mary have to teach Jesus how to pray? Uh, I don't know. That's a question I want. Did, uh, what was Jesus' first haircut like? I have to have my four-year-old sit on my lap during his haircut, so I get hair all over me. Uh, did he have a fight with his brothers? Did he ever have a bad dream? And then, did he come in at 2.46 in the morning to tell you that he had a bad dream, and then he can't go back to sleep? Did you ever sit back on a summer night with all the stars and start counting and Jesus finished it for you? All of them? What was it like to be pregnant with him? What, uh, did you get name suggestions from all of your friends on what you should name this child? Because that happens now. Uh, did he kick a lot when he was in the womb? Did you have heartburn? All of these questions. What did the angel look like? Was it terrifying? Or were you just caught off guard? All of these questions, but the biggest one I want to ask is, did you ever expect that it would happen to you? Mary, did you ever think that this was going to be your calling? It's almost like there's a song. Mary, did you know I am not going to sing it? Kenny Rogers does a great job. The last question to that, no one ever is, is a resounding no. No one ever thought that this could happen to Mary, not even Mary. Mary's cousin was the only one who knew or, or kind of believed that this could happen to her, and that was it. Why? Messiahs aren't born to common folk. Kings of, of the Jews don't come to women who aren't married. Women who aren't married in that day don't have children, especially if they're virgins. The Messiah wouldn't come to a peasant girl. God in the flesh in our minds and in their minds, has to make a bigger splash uh, than in history rather than to show up in an ordinary girl who lives in a no-name part of a town in an unheard-of region inside of the world's biggest empire. I can imagine Gabriel, when he gets the assignment from heaven, scratching his head going, I, I don't know about this one, God. Are you sure you want me to go there? You want me to talk to her? You're going to make your only begotten son a What? Can we think this through? But he didn't. His answer was yes. And he went and he stood in front of Mary in that room and said that she is the unlikely girl in this unheard of town of Nazareth who has found favor with God. Mary never expected an angel in her living room and never, Mary never aspired to give birth to the Messiah. It's, it's not like under her yearbook picture in her senior said, most likely to give birth to God. That was never voted upon her. It was never expected of her. Yet there Gabriel stood, letting her know that she's the one who was going to bring Jesus into this desperate, dark, broken world who needs a savior. The divine was wrapping himself in the unexpected, the gift that no one saw coming. And this is the beauty of the Christmas story, isn't it? The greatest gift in humanity came in packaging that none of us would have ever expected. We all do this. Tomorrow, we're going to look under the tree. We're going to look for the ones, the packages with the best wrapping, the biggest one. And those are going to be the fun gifts, right? 
we all look at packaging. God didn't. No glitz, no glamour, uh, no, nothing that would have caught anyone's imagination. Yet that is the packaging in which the greatest gift came. God doesn't work with glitz and glamour all the time. He's, he's not after the best-looking passage. He's package. He's not interested in the wrapping paper like we are. That's not his focus. Rather, he's looking for someone who has the most willing heart. God decided to break through the mundane, and God prefers to work the impossible situation and make it something extremely possible where no one expected it. And as you flip through your scriptures, you can see this. Abraham, no one expected Abraham to have a baby well into his 80s. No one expected that, not even him. Moses was a fugitive before he ever led a nation. Gideon was harvesting wheat, hiding from an invading army of Midian before he was a general that would eventually beat them. David's own father, King David's own father, forgot about David when Samuel came to town. Samuel goes, do you have any more sons? And Jesse's like, uh, yeah. I got one more. He's out with the sheep. No one ever expected David. Yet this is the pattern that God uses. It's almost like God cares more about what's on the inside of the package rather than how it's wrapped, which is what Samuel told Jesse when he anointed David. When we're busy looking for the latest and greatest, when we're busy looking for the best looking, the most expensive, God is looking for the most willing. When everyone said God wouldn't use Mary to bring forth a Messiah, when they said that God wouldn't use the common to become king, when everyone said that it was impossible, God goes, watch this. I'm going to make it possible. God has a knack for moving through the unexpected. God has a habit of breaking through our mundane. God prefers to use the most overlooked to accomplish what he wants. The Apostle Paul had a way of concising this down in one of his many writings. He says this, and this comes from the message. Take a good look, friends, at who you are when you got called to this life. I don't see many of the best and brightest among you, not many of the most influential, not many of the high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that, that the culture overlooks, exploits, and abuses and chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies. God uses the unexpected. Because of this, Mary finds her name at the pinnacle of this list of names that Matthew writes, all leading to the person of Christ. It says this in Matthew 1.16, And Jacob, the father of Joseph, Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. As genealogies go, the most important names are towards the end, and Mary is the second-to-last name mentioned next to Jesus. The list contains people whose lives and stories don't make much sense, names of individuals who have made massive mistakes, names of individuals who committed heinous crimes, people who didn't belong, and people who should have been overlooked, yet God uses them, people who should have, shouldn't have found favor with God, but did exactly that. The unexpected and the unqualified people were the ones that God chose to usher his son into the world. God's choice of Mary is much more uh, than a part of the Christmas story. It's a picture of how Christ surprisingly comes close to each, each and every one of us. It's the unexpected story that is lived out in every single one of our lives. 
and answers the question of this. How far is God willing to go to get close to us? How far will God step to stand close to this world? We only have to look at Mary to find the answer. Better still, look within yourself what he did with Mary in choosing the most unexpected person on that list he can do with you. He issues us a Mary-level invitation and says, if you let me, I'll move in. If you let me, I'll come close. If you let me, I'll indwell. And God says to us, like he said with Mary, if you trust me, we can go forward with this. And Mary had a resounding yes. With all of the doubts, with all of her questions, with all of the inadequacies, with her world turned inside out, Mary's question found in Luke says this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled with me. And at that, the angel left her. It's a simple yes. It's a lot of words, but what she was saying was, I'm in, yes. And then from that moment, Christ grew in Mary for nine months until he had to come out. And if the answer of our, if our answer to God is the same, he will grow in us until he comes out of us as well. If we let him, he will grow, out, he will grow in us until he comes out in our words, our speech, our actions, and our choices. Christ will be born in us so that every place we go will become a modern-day Bethlehem where Jesus is born in every single situation we are because we carry Christ into that place. And wherever we go, Jesus is born, which means every time we breathe, every morning we wake up, it's Christmas. Christ is being born into the world and will be like Mary. We'll be delivering Christ into a broken world that is in need of hope into a dark world that's in need of light. With our yes, God will work just like he did for Mary. She didn't volunteer. She didn't do anything to help her cause. She just said yes. She could have answered with, why me? She could have said, well, maybe after the wedding, I'm kind of busy until then. Maybe after the wedding, we can get this going. But she didn't do that. She said yes. And she shows us that God is less interested in talent and more interested in our trust. A simple yes, a simple trust. No need to try and assist God as if our part is more important than his part, as if we have to match his effort. There's no point in trying to assist. There's no point in trying to resist and talk him out of it. When we assist or when we resist, we reject the primary gift that comes at Christmas. And that's the gift of grace. We miss out on why God placed Jesus on earth in the first place. And we miss out on our role and our calling, which is to be so full of heaven's child that he lives through us. To be so full of him that we can be like Paul and say this, it's not me who lives, it's Christ living in me. And that Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ was born that night and Christmas, and Christ can be born in you in Christmas. Our packaging doesn't matter. Our past don't hinder God's plans. Our bad habits don't cancel Jesus' invitation. Like Mary, all that's needed is the simple yes. And then we can be lights in this dark world. And that invitation's for you tonight. Will you say yes tonight? 
Will you say yes to Jesus being born in you? Will you allow him to be born into your life? We are common people who serve an uncommon God. And we are all tasked with an extraordinary assignment that begins with how you answer a simple question. Are you willing? That's all Mary was, was willing. And when she was willing, the light began to grow inside of her and went out from her into the rest of the world. Jesus was born that night. Jesus lived. Jesus did miracles. We can read about him in the Gospels. And then that day he died uh, for our sins so that he can indwell us by his spirit. And that spirit goes out uh, from us and gives this world hope. It was a silent night that was broken with a resounding yes from Mary. And tonight can be that night that God breaks through in your world. Will you answer with yes? Would you pray with me and then We're going to light these things. Father, we thank you that you ask us the same very question that you ask Mary. Will you allow me to be born in you? Will you allow me to use you? And God, all we could think about in times like this is every reason why we shouldn't be used. And you look at that and go, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's good or bad. It doesn't matter what you said to that one person that one time that you can't even get get rid of in your mind. I don't care about that. I want your heart. God, would you enable us to say yes to you tonight? If you want to say yes tonight, it's a simple prayer. If you repeat after me, Jesus, thank you for coming. Would you enter my life tonight? Would you come into my heart and be my savior? Would you be born again within me? And would you use me to bring your light and hope into this world? And if you prayed that prayer tonight, it's the best Christmas that you could ever have because you received the best gift that you can ever imagine. A simple yes. Jesus, we say yes to you tonight. In Jesus' name.